Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode, y'all. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about peer pressure in prison and how to deal with that, right? Uh, this is something that I just recently experienced. I haven't dealt with something like this in a long time, I guess since I walked away from GD, right? The, the, the pressure of everybody else pushing you to do and be somebody that you're not comfortable with just to please them, right? And I know that a lot of people out there go through it. You know what I'm saying? Now, keep in mind, y'all, this is not something that is exclusive to young people. This happens to adults all the time, all the time. We may not call it that, but it's the same thing as kids experience. So if we have a problem adjusting and dealing with peer pressure, imagine someone younger than us that does not have the life experiences, the problem-solving skills that we have. Imagine how they feel when they go through something like this. So what I'm going to do in this episode, I'm going to share with you what I experienced and what I did about it and how I've been able to push through it, okay? So that, you know, hopefully you can uh, benefit from what I went through, help yourself or help someone that you love that might be younger that's going through school that's dealing with the same thing, right? Um, I, it's a guy in here that um, has shown himself to be jealous or envious of what I do with my podcast, right? Every time somebody would be talking about my podcast, this individual, he would uh, act weird about it. He wouldn't say anything positive about it, but it would be borderline negative about it, or he would show himself to be um, not supportive. Keep in mind, I get it. Everybody's not going to be supportive of what I do. Uh, I understand that. Uh, everybody's not going to like what I do. I understand that. Some people think that uh, I'm a sellout. Some people think that, you know, I'm not a real dude anymore because I don't believe in the criminal lifestyle and the gang lifestyle. Uh, but I don't think that's what this individual was about. I think this individual. That I'm talking about. I'm not going to call his name because I don't want to do anything to embarrass him. You know what I mean? But this individual showed me that he is either jealous or envious of what I do. And either one, at the end of the day, that's his problem, not mine, right? But when this individual started to act in a certain way, towards me, it made me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel uncomfortable and it made me, at my age, y'all, at my age and with all that I've been through, it made me want to do something to make myself feel less uncomfortable. But the solutions that were coming to my mind that would help me feel less uncomfortable were solutions that would make him feel more at ease with me. So I'm thinking, how do I do that? How do I make this individual not be upset with me because of what I do? Listen to me, I actually found myself sitting and thinking about that. This individual was upset with me because I'm able to do something that he can't do. And I started to feel like it was my fault. Now think about that. 
with all the things that I've been through in my life, my mind started playing tricks on me, making me feel like I was responsible for what was going on and not him. And that's hard. That's hard. I can only imagine how hard it would be for a juvenile, someone that hasn't had the life experiences that I have as an adult, you know? So I just went back and forth for days trying to figure out, you know, how to make this feeling that I was having inside of me go away. And what I came up with was, this is not my problem. This is not my problem to heal for him. This is his problem. Now, how do I remove that pain or that awkward feeling that I was feeling? How do I get away from that that was draining me of my creativity, that was draining me of my peace, that was draining me of my joy? How do I get away from that without being and doing something that I didn't feel comfortable doing? There was no way after I recognized what was going on that I was going to do what made this individual comfortable and make myself uncomfortable because his problem with me was my podcast and what people were saying about me, the attention that I get, right? I don't seek it. I don't ask for it. I do a podcast show because I believe in what I'm doing and I hope that I'm doing good with it. I believe that I am. But because this individual is not in the same position with the financial help, the family resources, and the people that love me that go out of their way to help me, and of course you, the audience that listens to the show, it made him feel some type of way. That's not my problem. It's not my problem. And it's not my problem to solve. But I was having a hard time dealing with that. Because why? I wanted his acceptance. For the life of me, y'all, I just could not figure out why I wanted this person's acceptance. We were not friends like that, but it was just the fact that this one person thought that what I was doing wasn't straight. And I wanted him to think what I was doing was straight and good and be happy for me, but he wasn't. And it was affecting me. It was affecting the way I was thinking about myself, how I saw myself. Keep in mind, like I said, at my age and the things that I've been through, there was no way that you could have convinced me that I would have slipped like that and started to experience what I call as peer pressure and was considering what I can do to make this person accept me versus continue to make myself happy, right? It would be different if I could do something to help that person overcome that problem. But I was questioning what can I do to make this person accept me? What can I do? to get this person to accept me and to like what I'm doing. And like I say, I can only imagine what a child goes through and how they experience it and how they try to rationalize what to do about that. So absent 
some type of intellectual answer to that, some kind of philosophical solution to that, because it didn't come to me. So what I did, I removed myself from that situation. I started to limit my interactions with that individual, you know, hoping that maybe by putting space between me and him that uh, I wouldn't long for that acceptance from him about my show because I did not want to be perceived as somebody that ain't real no more. You know, it's like he had that permission that I had given him to decide if I was a solid dude. You feel what I'm saying? I had given over, you know what I'm saying, my feeling of, you know, confidence and everything to him to do with what he wanted to do with it. And that is not what you're supposed to do. You don't give anybody permission to decide if you're straight. You don't give anybody permission to decide if what you're doing is good or bad. If you know what you're doing is right and good and just, and you're trying to bring good into the world, whatever they think, who cares? You keep moving. And that's what I was trying to accomplish by putting space between myself and him. But guess what? That only solved half of the problem. By putting space between myself and him, it didn't make what I was feeling go away. Go away. What it did was made me focus more on it, on the problem. I didn't have to see him as much, but I kept thinking about the same things over and over and over. What is it about me that this person, in regards to me doing the podcast, what is it about me that he doesn't like? And as I continue to search the deepest parts of my mind, and it's deep, baby, I'm telling you now, it goes deep. As I continue to do that, I started to think about, okay, I'm in prison. In prison, you know, you, you, you want to be seen a certain way, that a good dude, solid dude. And that is what I had let creep back up in me. For all the progress, progress that I've made in becoming the best version of myself that I can be right now and continue to grow, for all the progress that I've made, I still was holding on to a piece of that criminal thinking to the point to where it's like it matters to me what somebody like that thinks about me. Somebody that uh, sees the world totally different than me. It mattered to me what that person thinks. Why is that? And as I thought about that and meditated on that, I realized that that is the type of individual that I want to try to reach and change and plant that seed of change in them, right? And I wasn't able to do that. And it bothered me. It bothered me that the stuff that I was saying and the, and the way that I was carrying myself, it wasn't penetrating. And I wanted it to penetrate so badly that it bothered me when it didn't. Because I knew that if I can't reach this person, if I can't reach this person, then what chance do I have of reaching anybody, right? The confusion that this was causing me to feel 
no amount of space between me and that person could fix that. Because that was in me. What was it that I wanted this person to understand about what I was doing? Why was that so important to me? It's because I want to make a difference. And I still feel guilty to some degree about all of the things that I've done. Have I forgiven myself? Yes. And it has become my mission to plant as many seeds of change as I can. And this individual, it wasn't working. And I didn't know what to do. Now, how did I get past that? It took a couple of days, but I reconciled in my mind that this is not my lesson to teach. I cannot be responsible for the healing that has to take place in that individual or anybody else for that matter. All I am supposed to do is do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Plant those seeds. And if it takes root, it takes root. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that is how I was able to deal with what was happening to me. That peer pressure. I'm telling you, y'all, I really contemplated, what do I need to do so this dude won't be upset with me? So it got me to thinking about kids out there and other adults out there that might be in their workplace or in relationships and whatever the case may be, trying to figure out what they can do to help the other person be a better version of themselves. And the answer is, you have to be the best version of yourself and be an example and keep it moving. Now, when it comes to kids, they need a little bit more than that because they need somebody to help nurture them along so that they can understand that. Because if they're going through peer pressure out there, they can only deal with it with what they have and what they know. And they haven't had the life experiences that we as adults have had to be able to reason and come to some kind of understanding of ourselves and what we need to do. And a lot of times, we don't get it right. We need help. So imagine a child. So you got to always be there for those young ones. you got to always be there for those young ones because they need to be able to ask the question the way they know how to ask it, and you need to get on their level and try to understand what they're trying to say, even if they don't say it the way that an adult would say it to you. You need to try to understand it through their lens because I firmly believe after experiencing what I experienced these last few weeks, that this is part of the thing that contributes to us making these bad decisions over and over and over, trying to please somebody else that has an issue with themselves that they project onto us. And that is not a good thing. If we as adults can't stop, slow down, pump the brakes, and get it right, what chance do the kids have? Not at all. They don't have any chance at all. And we have to find a way to help them better than, oh, you'll grow out of it, or that's what kids do. You know what I'm saying? It's just a growing phase. You know what I'm saying? Or they need to uh, be put on time out of this, this, and that. Some, they need to talk. That's what they need. And they need to talk to somebody that is trying their best to understand what they're saying. And don't feed them lip service. 
Don't say to them that, well, you knew better or you know better or what did I tell you, this, is and that. That don't work. That's just like me putting space between me and that other individual. It didn't solve the problem. It only made me think about it more and more and more. But you cannot put a child in a situation like that because what they're going to do, nine times out of ten, they're going to come up with a solution that is not going to solve the problem. It's only going to make it worse. Because that's what we as adults do. Well, we're not slowing down and thinking. We make it worse. But then when a child does it, it's like, oh, my God, what is going on? This, this, and that. I raised them better than that. They knew better. This, this, and that. Now, you got to remember, they're rationalizing with the mind and the experience that they have. You got to remember that. You got to remember that. So when you're dealing with peer pressure in your own life as an adult, think about the difficulties that you have in trying to figure out what's going on and what you need to do about it. With me, I had to do a couple of things. Like I said, I put some space between myself. That only helped me halfway. The other half of what I did, I had to contemplate and come to the understanding that it is not my job to heal that other person. It's not. I have to work on me. I have to work on me. And I'm grateful for the experience because it made me do another inventory of myself and say, wait a minute, do I have all of that crap out of me? Do I have all of that crap out of me, that, that stuff that makes you want to seek acceptance from somebody that does not mean you any good, that only wants you come down to their level because they have insecurities and issues. It's not always about them trying to get you to commit a crime. It can be about them trying to, you know, they can't cope with what they got going on mentally. They, they can't do what you do, so they don't want you to do anything. Just stop. So they'll be happy. So also they can say, look, you know it wasn't going to work anyway. I told you that. This isn't that. I tried to tell you. You wouldn't listen. They want to say all of those types of things, you know what I mean? But you got to put your, put, your, put your nose to the grindstone and keep it pushing. Because when you're dealing with people like that, their problem is not your problem. Your problem is your problem. And I got enough problems. And I can only imagine what kids go through when they are faced with situations like this on a daily basis, especially with social media and all the things that they have going on. So when you have an issue going on like that, get, get some space. Make some time for yourself. Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody that you trust that will listen to you and hear what you're saying and even hear what you're not saying. And that can offer you some advice as an adult. And, as, and if you're a child, talk to your parents. Don't give up on talking to them. Keep talking to them until they understand it. This is what you have to do as a child. Let me give you some advice. You know, for all y'all kids out there that might be listening, I hope you're listening with your parents. Sometimes your parents have a difficult time understanding you. So be patient with them and keep on telling them over and over and over. And if they give you some advice that you don't think is solving the problem, tell them, that didn't help me, mama. That didn't help me, dad. Because I know a lot of times they, they want to put on that they know everything. Let me let you in on the secret. They don't. But they do love you. They do love you and they're gonna do the best they can to help you, but make them understand. Don't give up on talking to them. Don't go to somebody in the streets. Don't go to somebody that doesn't love you. Don't go to somebody 
that is not close to you. If they're pretending to be close to you, they're not going to tell you to do anything to hurt yourself, hurt anybody else, or do something illegal. That is not somebody that's trying to help you solve that problem. That is somebody that's trying to be a vampire and feed off of your pain. So if you go to somebody and they tell you to do something to hurt yourself, hurt somebody else, participate in some kind of negative activity, smoking, drinking, drugs, stealing, mistreating somebody, anything, anything like that, get away from them. Get away from them. They're not your friend. You want to talk to people that will tell you things that are going to help you, not harm you. Okay? Just remember that. I'm going to sign off right now. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all. But let me hold on one more thing before I go. <laughs> one more thing before I go. Please subscribe. Please listen to the whole episode. And if you like what you hear, share it with your friends. Tell them to listen to it. Let me get those hours up, those listening hours up, y'all. I appreciate you. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe, and I'm your host, Joe Baker. I say peace, y'all.